0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Joyfully You podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. It is an honor to be with you right now. Um, something I want to talk about and share on the podcast today is about getting in touch with your anger and why it's so important to do so, especially if you're someone that um, is a people pleaser or a recovering people pleaser. You know, a lot of uh, most people that fear rejection the way that that manifests is through people pleasing. Because if we're afraid of what people might think, we learn how to manipulate our own reactions to create more harmony, to create more peace, to create like a sense of ease, right? But if we are so empathetic and so always imagining what other people need, we can kind of lose touch of our own needs because we're const. our focus is on the needs of the people around us. And so sometimes our own needs can get clouded, but the way that you know, like (laughs) based off how you feel, if you're feeling really heavy, you're feeling really like um, lethargic or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you're not like on the the more um, heavier emotions. Maybe it's like up on the roof where you're like super anxious and you're like, you know, wherever you might be with it. The reason why I'm saying it's important to get in touch with your anger and and it's important to talk about what I mean by that. So for example, say something happens, your needs weren't met or you feel hurt and you are pissed off and you can feel yourself wanting to just shut down or you automatically are starting to shut down the way that I, because as a people pleaser, we learn to suppress our anger and oftentimes the fear response is to freeze freeze. Or to run, you know, the flight, the fight, flight, or freeze. Um, And majority of the people that I have done like polls with on my Instagram, it's freeze and flight. And so whether we consciously choose it or not, if we are so upset or we're pissed or we're feeling disrespected, we're feeling hurt, we're feeling confused... Oftentimes we will freeze or run from our own emotions and that comes down with like shutting down and not being able to talk about it. And that's something that I've had to do a lot of work with myself of how to talk about my feelings and emotions of the things that I need with other people closest to me. I could be able to share online and share because it's like things that I've processed or things that I have a a grasp of, but when I'm experiencing my own emotions, my fear response is to shut down, be quiet. Don't say anything. Let's not like, or this feeling of being taken advantage of, or fear of potentially being taken advantage of because of my past experiences is like, don't say anything. It's not going to even help. And that's the biggest lie that is told to, you know? So the way that I've been able to get in touch with my anger And the things that we are angry about, when we heal it, becomes passion, okay? And anger is the release of it. It is aggression is when you're projecting it onto someone else. So we want to be able to process and get in touch with what we are angry about and the things that we aren't even allowing ourselves to be angry about because oftentimes there's this like extreme compassion where it's not quite compassion though because it's like enabling other people around us because we don't want to ask. We don't want to create a bother. We don't want to create a ripple. We don't want to, you know, um, ruffle the waters or whatever the expressions are. Um, and so I, I have to give myself some space because if I'm really pissed off and I'm wanting to run or I'm really hurt or I'm freaked out or whatever, I go to the journal and I just start writing it out. And especially for the person that I'm feeling a lot of anger towards and instead of aggression, which would be putting that anger onto them and trying to like dispel this emotional poison because I'm hurt so I'm wanting to hurt someone else instead of doing that processing what I'm actually hurt about so I could find out what it is that I'm needing and and, and what it is it I need to ask for and what it is that I need to take responsibility for and so I call them fuck you letters <laughs> I call them fuck you letters when you need to write a fuck you letter the people that have hurt you even if it's someone that you love very very much that pissed you off in a situation so you can release all of that that anger and start to find the golden nuggets of okay, what's below the anger? What is this anger trying to protect? And what is the story we're telling ourselves as to why we need protection? So, during my meditation this morning, I was thinking about why I uh, uh, d- my boyfriend was making breakfast, and um, I felt this like this this like buzz of like, well, I need to do something like this, you know, difficult of just receiving the moment, even though it's exactly what I want. Right. Of course I want it. I love that he, he cooks on the weekends and stuff. I love it so much. And I have to practice relaxing and receiving it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go do a meditation. And so I was sitting on my bed and I was doing a meditation and I was listening to the birds outside and it was like this, you know, the internal narrative just kind of guiding me and letting it go where it wants to go. I wasn't really fixed on any specific thing to meditate on. Um, but the thoughts and I guess the downloads, the self-awareness that was happening was, you know, why am I afraid to be taken care of? And the, the thought that that rose up was because that means they can control me. Because those were experiences. I was like, well, where did this belief come from? This agreement was made because of an experience. And I call it an agreement, saying like an agreement within my own beliefs that if someone else provides for me, takes care of me, gives to me, then they, they will have control over me or leverage over me or want something from me. And that is like remnants of a manipulative toxic relationship that I was in years ago there's some stuff with parents you know involved with that of feeling like that it's not and the core of it was it's not safe to receive so the way that this goes full circle with this conversation about anger is the times that I would get defensive protective of something you know creating this wall in my relationships when he was trying to take care of me or or, or You know, offer to do something, I was resistant to even imagining that because I felt like I might lose something of myself. Isn't that crazy? Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's resonating with you and it's not something totally out there. But I wouldn't have known that was the connection if I wouldn't have allowed myself to have a moment of silence. It was like five to 10 minutes of sitting there just breathing, like connecting. And in the mornings, I'm pretty strict about not looking at my phone so I can connect with my own internal voice. And I'm not perfect at it. There's definitely been times where, you know, I wake up and I look at it and then I'm in a scroll hole and it's hard to get out of it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, ugh, it feels like I haven't started my day. So I do my best. um, And that's definitely a habit that I've been even more strict with lately of not looking at my phone when I wake up, and really connecting with how I'm feeling, what's on my plate for today, how do I want to show up for the people in my life around me, how do I want to show up for myself? Um, and so, you know, those were times it was just like a little moment of realizing, "Ooh, I feel kind of uncomfortable. Why I'm I, I, I need to like allow myself to receive this because I love cooking for him, and he receives it with gratitude. He doesn't he? Doesn't feel uncomfortable that I'm cooking for him? You know, so it's that same thing. Like, well, why am I feeling this? What's here? Let me go breathe and sit into this for a second. Um, but sometimes it's let me write about it. But the times that I've had like the fuck you letters, that's when like, and like, I'm going to be honest, I've had those with the closest people in my life where I have to sit down and write a fuck you letter because it's all the things and I'm, it's like all the emotional poison within me that's hurt that wants to like release it. It's releasing it in a container being the journal that is a safe place that's not going to cause harm on anybody. The only thing it's doing is allowing for the anger and aggression to be released in a healthy way and allowing me to see a different perspective because it's almost like, all right, I get it all out. And so being able to say it all and every single fucking time, I'm like, oh God, I'm so glad that I never said any of these words. And I don't think that I really could, to be honest, like I, I'm still training my nervous system and to be able to speak my mind, like even when I'm angry, my my initial response is shut down. And I have to go against that That because it's not quite intuitive. It's a protective thing. It's an egoic thing because it's was needed at one point in my life to protect me. But it's not needed anymore if I have the intention of a deep, meaningful relationship. And I actually opened up and shared that with my boyfriend of telling him, like, you know, I've realized I have this pattern. And there's been a couple times that... I could feel myself closing down and you probably feel it too. He's very energetic. He feels the energy so much more. And he's very similar to me with like, you know, we have to do a lot of internal processing before we're able to talk about it. So sometimes we won't talk about something that happened or something that kind of upset one of us or the other or both um, for a couple days later you know and I want to get better at like bringing it up when I can but I also just respect the space that I need to process so then I am not bringing my hurt and throwing it at him when so much of the pain that's happening is from a past experience that has nothing to do with him. He just accidentally bumped up against a wound that hasn't quite healed. And so there's certain things that I need to process with myself through journaling. And I, I've, I've shared it before and I'll share it again. It's the judge your neighbor worksheet. It is um, a process for creating emotional freedom. I'll put it in the, the show notes. It's just a free link. It, it's a worksheet created by um, Katie Byron on how to create emotional freedom. And that's the worksheet that I use every time I need to write a fuck you letter because I need to figure out Why I'm so angry, what it is I'm trying to protect, and what the role is that I play so I can feel like I'm in the driver's seat of my world again, you know, Um, and think about it like this. Like if you're depressed, shut down, feeling guilty, anger is actually a step up on the emotional scale of things because at least it's a step up into feeling empowered, you know, and that's why the judge your neighbor worksheet is so powerful because people pleasers naturally blame themselves and give everyone else benefit of the doubt, which is wonderful for creating harmony. But over time, if you neglect yourself over and over and over again, you're not going to have this natural, vital life force energy because you are hiding parts of yourself. In order to adapt to the needs of other people. And the thing is, the people that love you want you to be your best. And and let me not, not say it, be your best. Want you to feel like yourself. Want you to feel fulfilled and full of life. And sometimes, especially in close relationships, we want that, that, that fulfillment and vitalized feeling of life to come from our partner. And if you're only relying on that from one person you're going to be let down all the time. It's almost like you got to diversify the things that bring you fulfillment and joy. So then you can go out and do certain things or create certain experiences within yourself and bring that joy into your relationships, bring that joy into your job, bring that joy into your family, you know, and that it's okay to take time to do things that matter to you. Because if you tell people that you're doing something versus asking them, then it's sometimes different versus if you're asking permission to do something, it's one thing. But if it's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, what time you know, if it's a time thing or if it's a money thing, like whatever the obstacles or the block is that's keeping you from doing the things that bring you some joy, that allow you to feel more like yourself so you can connect with your own emotions, it's important to take time to do those things. And so, you know, it's kind of like I I remember hearing someone say like angry is ugly and it, it, it creates such a stigma of like, you know, just shut it down, heal it, find the lesson, be grateful, move on. Right? And although we can look at those steps but they can't we can't force it because we think it should be healing or getting over something. If you feel angry about something, then it's so important to lean into it versus trying to avoid it and ignore it and shove it down and say, you know, it doesn't really matter or you know, then you start oftentimes what I hear a lot with uh, women that I coach and men that I coach and also see within my own thoughts is a uh, gaslighting. We start gaslighting ourselves saying, we shouldn't even matter. This doesn't even matter. That didn't even happen the way that I'm remembering it. I am making this a bigger deal than it is. And this is the thing. Whether you're making it a bigger deal than it is or not, if the emotions that you're feeling are so heightened, then they need to be released in some way and healed and processed. And like maybe it's even just talking to the person And this is the reason why I am all about journaling first because there's no way in hell I could talk to someone without first processing my own emotions because my emotions come with such an intense flood that I don't even have the words. It's almost like I'm being flooded. And then there's no way for words to come out because there's no space for me to articulate into words the emotions I'm feeling. So when we get into a practice of articulating what am I feeling right now? What is going on? And there's, uh, you can look up online an emotional wheel, an emotion wheel, where it's all these different levels of emotions, because the more descriptive we can get with our emotions, the more it activates other parts of our brain to then soothe, or fix, or adjust, or tend to. But when we're in the dark about how we're feeling, and it's just limited to this black and white thing of I'm feeling good or I'm feeling bad, it's it's exactly that. It's limiting. It doesn't allow for the a lot of space or movement or inner questioning or self awareness or this. You know, I'm. I, I think it's so important to question our own emotions and like kind of be devil advocate for ourselves, um, in the sense of, well, there's something here, and. I matter, so I'm going to take a moment to sit with myself to find out what is going on. If it was one of your best friends and they were going through something, they're like, no, it's stupid. I shouldn't even be feeling this way. I need to shut it down. Like you would say, well, you know, tell me about it, right? You would open up a dialogue. You'd be there for them. You wouldn't let them gaslight themselves and tell themselves that they're being stupid and it doesn't matter. If it's creating an emotional response, then it matters and there's something to be processed there. Sometimes it involves another person. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's us that needs to sort things out, so then we can bring um, the energy we're wanting from other people. We get to bring it first ourselves, because if we are feeling angry about something else or angry towards ourselves, or it will natu- it will start being projected in some way. You know, this is the most common thing with people pleasers is a passive aggressiveness that happens because we haven't given our like the person that's people pleasing hasn't given themselves the permission to share something that is bothering them without a solution because the response from that other person is such an unknown that it's like, no, I'm going to try and just like leave these little hints to try and get this person to read my mind because they should get me. And I don't want to see say it directly. Right. And something that, um, like a mantra that's really helped me, there's two of them, is say what you mean and mean what you say. And for me, learning how to, it's been an intentional practice in my communication with the people closest to me is saying what I mean and meaning what I say. The other one, the other mantra is be real rather than nice. My, my natural instinct is I want to be the nice girl. I want to please everyone. I want to make everyone love me and I want to love on everybody else and I want to cause no intense emotions. But the thing is, when we're in close relationship with people, there are going to be things that come up and we are letting them into the closest parts of us and so naturally it's going to be defenses and stuff that come up and we owe it to ourselves, and we owe it to our relationships to connect and do the inner work so we can heal it and we can let people in. And we can start to lower down that guard and create new beliefs with people and with ourselves that want to love us, but we have to allow them in in order to do so. And a part of that is healing the anger. Allowing yourself to get in touch with it. Like, have you ever screamed into a fucking pillow? I swear to God, it's so liberating because it goes such against like my instincts of wanting to be quiet and small when I'm scared versus allowing this inner wild woman to come out and screaming in a fucking pillow until my face is like, you can feel the tingles in the whole body. Give it a try. Give it a try. Let's release some of this energy and allow you to reconnect to your natural state, which is joy, which is ease, which is play which is exploration, which is trust in the moment. You are loved and infinitely supported, okay? Thank you so much for tuning into to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. If you've been getting value from these episodes, there are two different ways that you can support this show and keeping it going. The first one, you can buy me a coffee. There's a link in the show notes below. This goes towards different equipment and different ways to support this show. The second way is to leave a podcast review, whether that is on Spotify or Apple. Um, If you're listening on Apple podcasts, especially, please leave a five-star review. If that's been your experience and write what it is that you've gotten from the show. Cause that allows me to grow and connect with other women that are just like you. So I just want to say, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time.